0: This is a popul- popular podcast. Welcome to Popular History, a library of Catholic knowledge and insights brought to you daily. We started our chronological narrative yesterday with a brief grand tour from creation to the events of the First Pentecost. Today's events, according to most chronologies, took place a couple years later. Generally being listed as taking place between 31 and 35 A.D. Just keep in mind, things are fuzzy for the first millennium, especially for the first century of Christianity. The math on the 31 to 35 A.D. dating is that Jesus was born between 6 and 4 B.C. And yes, the idea of Jesus being born several years B.C. B.C. meaning before Christ is amusing. Blame Herod the Great, being well documented. Anyways, Jesus was traditionally about thirty three when he died, and then you give the church a few years to grow, but not too many, because after these events you've got to have time for Paul to convert and establish himself a bit before he starts writing his epistles. Okay, enough beating around the bush. Let's get into what's going on in Acts six, a few years after Pentecost. I'll be giving some commentary as we go. In those days, when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. End quote. As the number of Christians are growing, and note that they're actually all identified as Jews at this point, it wasn't until later that the term Christian applied, between the Greek-leaning Hellenistic Jews and the anti-Greek Hebraic Jews, have carried over into the nascent Christian community. In the chapters between the Pentecost narrative of Acts 2, And this section in Acts 6, we get some detail on how the early Christians, quote, held all things in common, end quote, and an extended section where a man and his wife are struck dead when they lie to Peter after having hidden some of their goods from the community pool. So this admin business has a lot of undertones, and is pretty serious stuff. In the end, widows often faced hunger because they basically had no socially approved way of making ends meet. In a few hundred years, we'll see Pope Cornelius listing how many widows and persons in distress the church cared for as an important piece of the church's governance. You can criticize anything, and I like to think I'm generally pretty unreserved to my criticism, but it's hard to criticize this social support aspect of the church across time. Usually, the criticism is that the church isn't doing enough of this kind of work. In the next section, we get to why we're diving into this passage, because here we see the origins of the diaconate, which, unless you want to perhaps draw connections to the Levites, and there's no hint of that in the text, the diaconate appears to have been a Christian innovation. I even asked Gary Stevens of the History of the Bible podcast to see if I was missing anything on the origins of the diaconate, and he was kind enough to confirm that he wasn't aware of anything I had missed there. So, uh, bring on the deacons. Oh, and when it says the twelve here, that's a reference to the apostles. And the Holy Spirit, also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles, who prayed and laid their hands on them. And so here we have the core function of the diaconate, helping with the Martha end of the Martha Mary spectrum while well, the apostles reserved for themselves the reflective and prayerful Mary end of things that our Lord described as the better part. I keep reminding myself of that because I'm naturally a big Martha fan. Who doesn't like doing good in the world? And it's important, too. There's a reason the apostles just established a whole new ordained ministry rather than just, you know, hiring caterers. Providing for daily bread is a core part of the church's mission. And it's not bad for PR either, as the next verse suggests. Quote, so the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. End quote. Okay, that's enough for today. Speaking of priests becoming obedient to the faith, tomorrow we'll dive in as best we can into the origins of the Christian priesthood. I wasn't planning on doing all the holy orders together, but man, That setup is just too good. We'll leave Deacon Stephen to his work for now. I'm sure, since I just went into how popular caring for poor widows and orphans usually is, that nothing bad will happen to him. And I'm definitely not drawing attention to his name among the deacons for any particular reason. Just, just, look. See you all tomorrow. Alright? You leave poor Stephen alone. Thank you for listening. God bless you all.